Okay, that's better. Good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live uh, session, um, which is, uh, excuse me, now today is Tuesday the 2nd of May, isn't it? So, uh, sorry, just bear with me one second. Um, Tuesday the 2nd of May, that's a little bit better. Uh, okay, so, um, so I hope you all had a good, nice, long weekend. I hope you had a good little break after the, uh, what was the craziness of, of last week, really. Um, what a poor quality trading month um, April actually was. So we've got a lot of very, very potentially market-moving news uh, due out to, uh, this week. So we were anticipating, really, in the last few weeks that, that this week was likely to be a very significant driver of market prices. Um, we shall, of course, wait and see. Um, so let's get straight into it then. We'll start, of course, with our risk warning. And us as traders at every point, all we can do is be able to assess what's currently going on. And we do have a few important points to make, by the way, um, in terms of uh, how this market is likely to respond. The, the, the market is sending us some very clear signals about the indecisive nature of these markets, about the, the current backdrop. And we've been talking about some of these features um, literally for the month of, of April. Um, so that's our risk warning. Just as a quick introduction, all profitable traders, they need to consider which markets to trade. Of course, trade selection, very important. Trade entries, uh, trade exits. Where do you place your stop loss technically? For what reasons do you uh, enter and exit trades? How do you manage risk? Uh, trade management as well as an important feature and trading psychology, all very important aspects of and considerations of trading financial markets for every trader. Um, and we discuss all of these elements, you know, with every trade we get into in our live trade rooms. And we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. So let's start with that review of potential market moving news then. So... So there's a couple of important points I want to make when we see these charts. And uh, I also just want to, we're going to just reference what's going on in the bond markets. Um, right, so, um, so yesterday was a bank holiday uh, across most of Europe and China. Um, we had, did have uh, a trading day in the US and actually the US, some of the US indices started to sell off for a part of the day yesterday and that was quite interesting. And then we saw them turn around uh, again today. So it's that turnaround, it's what prices do at these current levels, which will uh, dictate probably how things will likely play out. So um, we do have a very specific approach for dealing with these markets. Um, uh, so ISM manufacturing coming in slightly better than anticipated. Uh, below 50 represents contraction. Um, ISM manufacturing prices is, uh, is coming in considerably above expectations. And uh, the manufacturing PMI number, again, uh, coming in above expectations by about 30 basis points there. So we're back to central banks and, uh, and rate decisions. And um, just a few hours ago, we had the RBA um, increase rates by 15 basis points. Um, at the last meeting, it was um, 
they were they were very eager to kind of pause and the market really expected the rba to pause once more and we saw a 15 basis point rate hike so this sets us up nicely for the fomc tomorrow um we will be hearing from the governor of the rba uh we'll have job jolts job openings numbers so the lower this gets the, the better for the fed so um, we're still at elevated numbers there's still close to two jobs available for every one unemployed person in the us that's still a very strong jobs market um, but just looking at wednesday which is tomorrow um, we'll have uh, us job numbers coming out adp um uh, and, and we're we're expecting a, a bit of a it's quite hard to see it there but we're expecting a bit of a kind of a, a drop-off very much in line with the previous uh, number 145,000 jobs added uh, to the US economy um, and somewhere around that kind of level would would suggest that there's making that the fed are making progress but then it all comes down to the fomc um we get some we get some news updates this morning just to see you know what the what the news is going into this particular event but we're expecting a 25 basis point rate hike there's lots of advocates out there that are suggesting that the fed are actually going to pause um if they do pause they're pretty much um saying to inflation that we're, we're done with you um we're just going to focus on perhaps some of the weaker elements of the economy and uh that we think would be a policy error like transition was um you know just over a year ago so um so we'll be hearing from the the uh the ecb on thursday so a 25 basis point rate hike there from the ECB. And then on Friday, we've got non-farm payroll. So a very, very important trading week for some major central banks. Um, and that, therefore, these markets, uh, we might get a reaction from them. The reason why we say we, we might get a reaction is if you just have a quick overview just before we go into individual markets um something that we've been suggesting for the last three or four weeks if you look at all of our um if you look at our trade plans every day for the last three or four weeks we've really tried to emphasize in fact let me bring this up so you can see it um so this has been our trade plan and all right, whatever about summary about the actual conditions, but it's with very low volume. This is the thing that really kind of interests us. The fact that there is remarkably limited volume. And that means that prices can be pushed around a little bit more than you would anticipate. So um, let me let me just identify kind of where we're at with these uh, with these with these volume levels and it, it, it's basically the fact that volume has has kind of lowered quite considerably uh, across all of these major major markets from top left to bottom right and this atr just at the bottom of each of these charts just represents uh, volume and what the trend we can extract 
is that all of these major markets, gold, oil, US indices, uh, the yen, even though the yen uh, has seen you know some very significant moves, it's doing so with very, very low volume. There's kind of low participation. There is this sort of fear and anxiety and traders are literally sitting on the sidelines uh, wanting to, you know, things to, to sort of calm down a little bit. And, and really there is pure indecision out there in terms of what traders should be doing. Um, so we've, we've referenced, we've been able to analyze that very, very early on. And um, that's really got to guide us because the problem is, if you look at something like the S&P 500, um, our base case is for this market to actually roll over to the downside. And last week, I think it was last uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, we started to make some progress. Expected further downside, and then we saw the massive reversal kick in, and then we saw new highs on Friday. So this level of resilience we've seen many, many times before. So what this market is doing is it's, it's, it's looking at corporate earnings and saying, especially with the with your, your major uh, large caps in the US, your Apple and Microsoft and uh, Alphabet and uh, Facebook and all those big, big players which dominate the indices. Um, they're performing reasonably well during conditions which are very favorable for them. So when we talk about inflation, um, it's a double-edged sword. It's bad for you and I. It can impact our decision-making and, uh, you know, we can see some significant demand destruction if things get become too difficult and, and inflation runs away. But that's a double-edged side for earnings, isn't it? Because we're all paying higher prices. We're not necessarily paying more in terms of volume, but certainly paying more in higher prices. So that, that reflects well on, on the balance sheet. So it is like this market is, is taking earnings and saying, that's all we need to concentrate on that's all we need to focus on it at this stage and they're ignoring the almost the elephant in the room which of course the fact that there is a looming um uh recession coming all indicators suggest that that's the case and um, we are in this very significant sideways moving pattern we've had periods of we've had a false breakout to the upside a couple of false breakouts to the downside W formation down here, which is interesting. Then we saw prices start to, you know, make marginal new highs. But the question is, where we're, the highs are up here, the, the 4120, sorry, let's say the 4200 for the S&P. Now our bias is for these markets to fail to break above with any significance above that 4200. If it does and it breaks, uh, and it stays above that level, our bias can, absolute, can absolutely shift for some further upside. So we want to take the majority of the information and make decisions rather than exclude the majority of the information, go on this sort of um, uh, sort of belligerent trade where prices are just continuing to push higher. We, we are technical traders, so we can buy this, we can start buying this, but as we've maintained throughout the course of uh, April, our bias is still to the downside for these markets. At some point, you, you, it's very unlikely you're going to get a bull market going into recession because a recession is not good for um, for equities and and um, the performance of uh, 
uh, the corporate sector. It's not a good backdrop to uh, to you know for prosperity uh, going into that recession. So should that be ignored? And plus, should central banks start ignoring inflation? Well, the RBA said no, we're not going to ignore inflation. Um, we sat sat for a few months, and now we actually have to push uh, interest rates even higher. And that's why the Aussie dollar reacted in such a positive manner. So, um, putting all this together, um, we we're a bit surprised with the price action. Putting it politely. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean our bias necessarily is 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 changing just yet. Above forty two hundred, we would certainly be reconsidering. Below forty two hundred, and the other thing about some of these markets is we're going to try and continue to sell. So at some point we're going to be correct because we think the sell trade um, we might be very much grinding higher on these lower volume levels. We've got sort of two year lows in terms of volume. So on a volume perspective, we, we know that these markets can be manipulated a little bit more. We know there's a lot of capital sitting on the sidelines and we know that 4,200 is a very powerful level. And um, uh, we got close to that yesterday, not quite getting there. And then we sort of roll over. So will the belligerence and, and, and the kind of the, the scratch your head type buy trade continue? It very well may do. But just to let you know, we are still looking to start selling up at these high levels. And this is one of these trades where we kind of want to get in and perhaps not necessarily limit our, 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 our upside on those sell trades. So we might be trading without a stop loss. So um, we're, we're, we're tentatively buying. We, we are more uh, committed to the downside. We, we, we don't want to switch off to that fact. Um, but you know, a horrible trading month, really, uh, all things considered. So it's up to us as traders to just sort of keep our heads and, and, and suggest, right, do we really want to be buying these markets um, when all other indicators are, are suggesting otherwise? If we just look at the two-year treasury yields, for example, the two and the 10, we're still in inversion. So every time the, the two-year um, has a higher yield than the 10 year, uh, it does mean that we, we are heading for short term recessionary environments. And uh, it's been like that for a long time. So we've been in this uh, inversion type trading environment for, I don't know, we're probably close to a year now. Um, and uh, there's still no massive recession in sight just yet, but that could change pretty quickly. And we're monitoring all of the data points. Uh, accordingly so um these markets are in slightly different positions uh, a buy trade in the um nasdaq uh, would certainly be interested but just to let you know this upside move it's basically in a very small number of um, uh, large cap uh companies in the u.s uh, a lot of the sort of middle tier uh, corporates are not really performing very, very well. So it's not like there's stellar performance across the board. So therefore, it's a it's a no brainer buy trade. There's lots of red flags in these markets, and that's what's making it really difficult. Along with really, really low uh, volume in these markets, two year low volumes. So we need this market to kind of snap out of this phase. And in the meantime, we might get slow grinding price action. Um, 
but yeah very very challenging um we're just gonna keep our feet on the ground and not get too carried away you know not want to throw our trading strategy out the window just because we've taken um you know a few back-to-back -back losing trades because our bias is very much to the downside but no no joy in those trades just yet um so you'd have to go with the, the kind of the potential positivity in these markets but we're we're up at really strong resistance levels interesting to see with the equity markets pushing higher um we are certainly as far as bitcoin's concerned we are rolling over from those highs um, brilliant thank you so um all of this means you know we're, we're we're tentative buyers but we are very much um uh focused on that kind of rollover trade that would be the uh the the net the net result right so us oil this is an interesting one um we wanted to close the gap we, we were able to close the gap last week and, and prices you know really rolled over to the downside we pulled back uh into previous support and now there's the potential for so yesterday there was a there was a decent potential sell trade but we kind of reversed and closed 50 percent. so now a break above this high would constitute a a, a technical structural failure so above 76.84 could be an interesting trade um, we're net buyers of um, of U.S. oil. There is problems on the uh, on the demand side for sure. Right, gold meandering, sideways moving. Our biases to the upside, not just yet. Yesterday was looking like we get close to that little structural failure trade. So we've got limited. So really, we have a series of markets that are like we're still getting that massive response in the end, which is kind of um, oops, kind of breaking out at this level now. So last month was a was a pretty um, pretty significant statement for these markets, and. Sunday night on the open, we just opened and just kind of, it's just continued to rally. So Friday's price action, it was interesting to see how this market would behave around Friday's really bullish move. And um, all it's done is, 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 you know, continued really. Okay, where are we at with these markets and these dollar pairs? So bit of dollar weakness so far today pretty much across the board bit of an upside move now the dollar's quite strong against the yen so the yen pairs could be a, a, an interesting trade it's potentially a, a double bottom here and a, and a structural failure trade above the the 90 zero two level so the dollar swiss dollar cad it's uh three days in this little little pattern here our bias would probably be to the upside if we had a choice but um 
Right, I think we need to take into account the, the really low volume. I mean, a bit of an uptick in volume, as you can see, we're still down at these lower levels, but just in the last couple of hours, uh, a little bit of an explosive move. We're still in this really choppy sideways pattern and New Zealand. Okay, so, um, so what we can do is we can identify today mild risk on market conditions. So will there be some potential opportunities to the upside for these markets? We'll, of course, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we can certainly prepare ourselves a little bit for that for that trade. Okay, so um, so choppy risk off market conditions at higher prices. So we're up at these elevated levels. And it's quite choppy up there. And then on Friday, we started to see some um, pure sort of unadulterated uh, buying coming in from a very, very small portion of um, of participants. So choppy risk off. I think we're in this risk on phase now. Choppy risk on. Yeah, we still we're still at these. Uh, it must be said, like, uh, what's at uh, what phase are these markets at? Are they are they incredible value? Are they sort of mid value? Or are they looking quite expensive with with the backdrop? And for us, they're kind of at more of this higher price end. So choppy risk on market conditions at higher prices with lower volume, with low volume. Yeah, that still prevails. So um usd we're looking at right so so continuing us indice strength um we're gonna move away Look at dollar weakness. We're having a look at yen weakness. Uh, please note our trade sizing is much lower than normal due to these current choppy market conditions. So we're, we're, we're trying to point out as best we can, you know, the, the flaws with these markets and, uh, you know, they're, they're performing in line with, uh, with our expectations, which is, um, you know, quite uh, choppy is probably the best word for it. Just, just, moves in one direction and then very significant swings and vice versa so it seems to work out like that so a, a kind of a tentative start really even though today's a tuesday um so i'm going to post this into the chat box we've run on a little bit extra today guys so apologies for that um but let's let's switch rooms and let's look for some of these opportunities uh within there so our trade plans currently in the chat box uh thanks very much for joining us when, when we switch rooms now, we're going to talk about these narratives because I think they're quite important to, to just focus on uh, what, what these narratives represent, really, and, and, and how the market is still likely to, um, to respond, depending on, on the FOMC tomorrow evening, and uh, you know, how they're currently responding you know, is quite important. And you can extract some, hopefully, some useful heads up uh, within these sort of major narrative uh, 
directional biases. Okay, so uh, without further ado, thanks so much for joining us for the switch rooms now, guys. So any questions, feel free to post them, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, we do trade these markets fully live and interactive from 8 a.m. every morning, and again at 12:45 p.m. UK time. Uh, for more information, just go to livetrading.com. On that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Do take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.